video games well hey there tony i like video games too welcome to another fantastic episode of hey i like that game that's a, that was a good little stick thank you very much i was i was writing that in my head for the last week but wow, that's that, that's fantastic you know what an ode to games that and it, your your diligence has paid off uh jake how you doing man i am doing fantastic happy to sit down and record another episode as always fantastic fantastic uh what have you been playing uh in the last i don't know three four weeks since our uh, last episode yeah, well, uh, I've been playing something that has been making me uh, not as happy. Uh, so I've been playing Bloodborne. <laughs> mm. And I've... And you are dead. I've played a little bit of Dark Souls, I think, 2, um, which I guess is, like, the bad one. It never really <laughs> grabbed me. I never, like, had a great time with it. But then I just got the PS4. I can't... I didn't just get it. I've had it for a little bit now. But, like... That was one of the games that, you know, everybody raved about for the PS4, so I picked it up, and I've been playing it here and there. It's not like a game that you can, like, sit down and play for a long time, because that's, like, just a miserable experience trying to do that with Bloodborne. Masochistic. Um, <laughs> right, right. But, like, I'm into this one more than I was able to get into Dark Souls, but I'm still not there. I know there's, like, this, like, weird, like, threshold that everybody who, like, likes Dark Souls talks about, and I just... I don't find myself getting to the moment where it's like, I just like kind of go into Nirvana and understand, okay, this is how the game works. Yeah. Um, that hasn't like, I haven't reached that stage of enlightenment. I still get so fucking pissed off whenever I die, like controller throwing across the room. So yeah. it's like rage inducing sort of thing. So I played it for like 20 minutes and then shit boss killed me. Need to walk away for a bit. So I've been, not enjoying it, but I've been um, chipping away at it. Just really, I don't know how much longer I want to keep going for it if I like haven't you know seen the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Right, right. I know what you mean. Uh, sometimes that happens with you, especially really hard games. You know, I, that happened to me as a kid all the time, like playing Contra and stuff like that. You know, like you get to a certain certain level, it's just like, oh, this is really difficult. Like, I, do I want to keep pressing forward? Is it worth it or not? It, and, Ultimately, yeah, like, right. Contra's totally worth it. But it's funny that you mentioned... <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Contra's really fucking good. Um, oh, yeah. But it's funny you mentioned, like, uh, gates, right? So I've had this conversation with my buddy Nate before where, like, there is those, like, gameplay gates and, like, difficult games that, like, once you get past that one gate, it's like, ooh, your, your mind opens a little bit. And you're like, oh, this, oh, this is what's going on here. You know, like, it, mm -hmm. it expands your mind. You finally get it. Um... Yeah, it sounds like you haven't made it there yet with, with Dark Souls. Not quite. Yeah. Or Dark Souls, Hoping. I mean, Bloodborne. Blech. Just because I, I love so much about those games. Like, the enemy design, specifically, is fantastic. Like, it's always terrifying and, like, I don't know, really elaborate. I like what, like, it just, like, really leans into, like, this mythology and, like, fantasy setting. But it's just the... It's just so hard to penetrate and, like, get into it just because of how punishing and... Like, how much you just have to scrounge for even story details. Yeah. 
That's actually, you know, you picked up at a good time because I bet that's a really good Halloween game. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a <laughs> yeah, game. it is pretty spooky. It's a spooky it's game. Really, it's yeah. super uh, um, Lovecraftian. Yes, yes, definitely. Cool, man. Is that it? Is that all you've been really playing? Uh, yeah, really, really just that. You know, of course, like some more balloons tower defense six obviously like i can't put that down yet goddamn child (laughs) absolute child (laughs) (laughs) yeah for more discussion on that game uh go back in time to our last episode and we talked a little bit more in depth about it and how tony will never play it because he hates fun (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) well what about you tony what have you been playing so um I've been sticking with kind of the, uh, like, my old standbys, I guess, uh, at this point. I haven't really played a lot of new things. You know, still playing a lot of uh, Heroes of the Storm, still playing a lot of Monster Hunter. And it's it's funny that um, you brought up the, the, you know, the gates again in, in gameplay. I feel like I just broke through maybe, like, gate three or so. With gate Monster, three. Yeah, like, with Monster Hunter. Like, I feel like... <laughs> There's certain like little lag times that come in the game because it it takes a lot of effort to get to the end game of that game. I feel like you have to kind of put up with a lot of shit. But once you do, it's like very very satisfying. I, like I'm fighting like almost the toughest of the monsters now, and it's um it's mm-hmm. challenging for sure. But then like the grind for wanting to get new gear and stuff like that, um, that kind of loop doesn't grab me usually. But this one, it's like really it, it's 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 getting me the thing i want to talk about is have you gotten the nintendo entertainment system nintendo switch online yet i have not no so you're ha- planning on it though so you haven't signed up for the nintendo uh nintendo switch online yet which is no totally skippable like i did it just for, I, I just because I, I don't know because oh just, yeah i just like to give nintendo my money but um I like yeah. to I like to pretend <laughs> I like to pretend that I play Splatoon too. Um, but uh, so so I I popped open this you know Nintendo uh, it's like an SNES online basically so it's like their mm-hmm. I guess their first attempt at like a streaming Netflix of video games kind of thing and it fucking sucks like there's only twenty games on it they're not great games like overall like they're kind of your yeah. classics but like where's Mario two. Where's Contra? Like, where's Kirby's Adventure? Like, the NES Classic has more games on that system than this does, which is Mm -hmm. bonkers to me. And it's like, you know, why? Like, why are they even charging for this? Because it's not, like, that's all I'm getting with Nintendo Switch Online are these 20 games, basically. And then the ability to play online and cloud saves. It's like, Mm -hmm. um... One, there's not really any games to play online for Switch right now. Like, until Smash Brothers comes out, like, for me at least, there's really not much to play online. Maybe Mario Kart, but, like, uh, I don't know. Um, and Cloud Saves, it's like, yeah, that's nice, but that should just be free. <laughs> like, right. like, there's no other way to back up your save game data, you know? It's mm-hmm. really fucking stupid. Um, but anyways... Are there any, like, NES games that you would want to have on this service, Jake? Like, that's, like, outside of the classics. You know, is outside there Outside the classics. Yeah, like... Well, the first of... one that comes to mind is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, definitely, like, inside the classics. That is... Yeah, that's yeah, classic. Like, it's one it. of the classics. Um, 
It's double, so Double Dragon is on that. That's another one I played a lot. There's no Mega Man games. Right? No Mega Man <laughs> games on there. Like, give me Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3. Like, or right. even the original Mega Man. Like, they're, they're all pretty good for the first, like, five or so. Five is... Sorry, or uh, Metroid would be another one to put on there. How are these things missing? Like, how is it... It boggles my mind. It boggles my Nintendo, mind. Nintendo, that's just like... I don't want to get into it too much, but, like, that's the thing that frustrates me the most about how much that it came down on all, like, the ROM and emulator sites, which... Yeah. I mean, they are justified in doing that. Like, it's their IP. Um, but they just provide no good alternatives for it. They're so... They clutch onto that so much, and when they release something like the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, or the Surface for the Switch, like, they're just... There's manufactured scarcity around their previous products, and there's really no reason to be. Not anymore. Um, Not anymore. Right. Exactly. I would pay, let's say, $50 a month. Eh, No, not $50 a month. I would pay (laughs) maybe $40 a month. Not $40 a month. $40 a year. (laughs) I would pay $2,000 a minute to play NES. (laughs) No. I would pay $40 a year if they had a expansive catalog of NES, Super NES, maybe even N64, if you throw that in there, maybe that'll even be $60. Like, if they if they had all those games available to stream, I would pay that. Mm-hmm. I would pay that, no problem. But they don't have that. And it's like... Yeah. And it's not just that it's only 20 <clears> games <throat> on there. Like I said, it's it, that's weird stuff. Like... I love the game Yoshi. It's like a very obscure, like, I wouldn't say very obscure, but it's like a puzzle game. So it's not like, mm-hmm. a, it's not a normal Mario game. It's just like a puzzle game that has the Yoshi wrapper around it. And that game kind of sucks. But I fucking love it. <laughs> I love that game because I had it as a kid and I played it all the time. Me and my sister would play that game. Like, it's, that game's great. Um, but what is it doing in this collection? You know, like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make, like, why does... Why does Yoshi show up, but not Mario 2? You know, like, it's... Right. It's so weird. It's so weird, but... And, like, I've, I haven't looked at the eShop too much for the Switch, but, like, the virtual console for the Wii and the Wii U was actually fairly robust. Like, I played Majora's Mask the first time on the Wii. Yeah. And and now they've just kind of, like, gone backwards with that, with the Switch. Which, I mean, I love the Switch. It's got great first-party games on it. Some of the best, but... Yeah. Like just utility, like leverage, like just you, like there's so much money that we want to give you. Just <laughs> leverage yourself a little bit better, okay? Yeah. We want to give you money, Nintendo, so badly. That's the hey, I like that game. Promise, we want to give yes. you <laughs> money, Nintendo. <laughs> um, one last thing I wanted to say on this is that I have a couple of NES games. I don't know we'll ever make it on this onto this console, but I totally would mm-hmm. want to play them. Uh, Kiwi Craze, that game's awesome. Uh, Mighty Final Fight. That game would be perfect for the for the Switch. Um, Adventure Island. Uh, that game's great. And Master Blaster. I want those games okay. <laughs> in the future somehow. That would be great because I don't have them on emulator. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's that's basically everything I've been playing. Um, so are you ready to talk about the? The, the main attraction of this episode, Jake, Sega Soccer Slam. Are you ready? Boom. I'm so ready. <laughs> Should we uh, take a quick little, quick little break first and jump in? Yeah, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, Sega Soccer Slam. 
welcome back to the show. Uh, so today we are going to be doing the game Sega Soccer Slam. Uh, I played it uh, on the GameCube as a kid, but it also had releases on the PS2, the Xbox, and the Xbox 360. Which um, is how I played it. Oh, fantastic. Jake, so uh, what is this game, Sega Soccer Slam? Uh, Sega Soccer Slam is, um, I guess, would fall into the category of arcade sports game. Think uh, NFL Blitz, NBA Jam, um, uh, Wayne like, Gretzky uh, NBA Street. Street. And uh, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like a very like stylized, uh, you know, low rules uh, version of soccer football, if you will. Um, it's three on three uh, plus like an AI controlled goalie. Um, I yeah, guess it's... there's like a there's a quick quick match game mode. There's then like basically like two kind of like variations on like a like a season gameplay uh, right. mode. But uh, yeah, that, I mean that's pretty much like the extent of it. There's you know like yeah, power ups and uh, right. There's there's other be- doodads. <laughs> There, there's a turbo button uh, mm-hmm. to make you run yeah. faster, and then you also have like a meter that fills uh, with points depending on like things you do. So like if you successfully steal the ball some, from somebody, you get points, or if you like punch somebody and knock them out, um, you'll get points for that. And that builds uh, to like one of three different kind of super moves that you can do um, to try to score more goals. But but yeah, it's basically just one of those arcade sports games. Um, I played this game a ton as a kid on the GameCube, uh, and it's it's funny. This was like one of those games that I would sit down and play for hours and hours and hours, but only because I ha- that's like all I had for mm-hmm. for you know that couple of months. Say okay, I bought this game and I'm gonna stick with it and play through it. Um, there's not much in terms of unlockables. Like it doesn't it doesn't like kind of force you to play the game a lot. It's only if you enjoy the gameplay loop, I guess you can stick in it. Um, the the career mode uh, that's in this game is basically just pick one team, play through a series of games, earn money to get items that boost your stats. Um, but that's really it. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of, you said you played on the 360, right? Yeah. So in that re- release of the game, they added challenge mode, which... I've never heard of it in my entire life until 15 minutes before this podcast. I was, <laughs> I was Googling stuff about the game. I was like, yeah, I, like, I played this as a kid. I know everything about it. I 100%ed that game. I unlocked everything. Damn. And I see challenge mode. They add three extra teams and a whole new, like, um, you can, like, swap players around. Like, I had no yeah. idea you could do yeah. that. Yeah, like, so the challenge mode is you get to pick three players like you don't have to pick like a select team you can just like you know pick your top three people and then as you play through you unlock i think there are three different teams i got one of them Mm -hmm. um the basically the pink one um team love (laughs) team love yeah but yeah i mean like i guess that was other than like a few quick matches and like some matches with friends that uh that option was the one i think i played the most yeah that's kind of cool like it's it blew my mind when I saw that there was another mode in this game because I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. there's I know everything about this game." Like, <laughs> um, but no, that's that's back in. But like, so let, let's get into the teams. So there's um, six teams oh, normally. <laughs> yeah. So so there's six teams normally. 
um, that all coincide with a specialty stat outside of one team, which is kind of the all-around team. Um, the thing that this game does uh, is that... They're each... also characterized by a regional stereotype. <laughs> oh, yeah. So each team is, is supposedly like a region of stereotypical, <laughs> very stereotyped characters. Like, um, what, like, what would you think is the most egregious one, Jake? Um, let's see here. I wrote down a few. Um, <laughs> the, like, African team has a witch doctor character. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Central America spirit. has El Diablo. Uh, yeah. And the, Who's the team a luchador? El Fuego. Yeah, yeah, he's a luchador. <laughs> he's, a, he's a giant luchador. It, with... And then, like, the That's... Central European team has, like, the Scottish guy. Like, fat yeah. dude with the red beard and kilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then with... <laughs> With a with a small Frenchman and a tall like <laughs> charming Italian guy like it's yep. ridiculous. Uh, the American team sucks like they're the worst because oh, it's, yeah. because it's like the North American guy is like this big football player jock. Um, there's a girl from Canada who's like a skinhead like she like <laughs> she she has a bald head and she's like an activist or something like that. And then um, who else? Is th- and there's another guy on the team. I, I don't remember what, what his whole shtick um, is. Um, it's like a... He's like some nerdy guy, it looks like. Oh, Nova? Oh, yeah. I've got the wiki pulled up here. How did you not know? Nova, a uh, young First Nations genius. That's... There we go. Had to skin one another. Another stereotype. Another, um, you know, with all the sensitivity of a Japanese game company in 2002. <laughs> yeah, it, like... So the characters are so over the top, and oh yeah, I, I won't. I wouldn't say they're offensive, but like it's the closest thing to it. Like they're right. They're little... I mean, I don't think so either. It's just it's like it's so universally tone deaf that I don't think it's like <laughs> egregious in any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what team did you end up gravitating towards? Like I know you said you play the challenge mode where you can mix and match players, but did you have a team in particular you played a lot of? Um, I was usually, um, oh, uh, Volta, like the, uh, ah, Volta. European team. I was, they were, I think, like, the quickest team, and they're that's, speedy, like, the, yeah. the only, only stat that, like, I noticed actually made a difference, um, yeah. so I just gravitated towards that. Yeah, yeah, then that's, that's the, <laughs> that team's alright. Because, like, there's, like, yeah, I, I well, well, what was yours? Uh, mine was tsunami, so like that's like the okay. island, the island nation folks. So the yeah. the, the Japanese robot, the Hawaiian, <laughs> the big fat Hawaiian surfer guy, and then Boomer, the big fat Australian guy. It's good. They're great. They're so mm. good. Boomer's dancing around with his gut out and like slapping his belly. It's right. It looks like Roadhog. <laughs> yeah. It's Roadhog before Roadhog. It's great. Um, but yeah, it, that was always my team. I played a lot of, um, I know my brother played a lot of, uh, was it El Fuego? Um, mm-hmm. we, we would get in some heated matches of El Fuego versus Tsunami. Um, but like, so the teams don't feel that different from one another because like you uh-huh. said, the stats don't seem to mean anything. Cause you know, like, um, Spirit, the African team. Uh, their whole um, their stat that they could do was like steal, and the only reason that they were better at stealing the ball than others is because like 
it seemed like their character models were longer. So, like, when they would slide tackle, they had an easier chance to, like, get in front of the ball as opposed to, like, the shorter characters that don't slide as far. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, well, that's not really a stat. Like, you're just you're messing around with character models. Like, it, it, it was really weird. Like, I, I felt like the, the shoot stat didn't really do anything either. Like, um, right. you're yeah, not like shooting any than, harder. Like, speed was... Was turbo one of the skills? If it was, I, think, I didn't notice any difference. No, I no. That, it was just that about like a, it was just about speed because like that's just gonna make it easier for you to get your players open to steal from the enemy team. Like there, yeah, uh, that's kind of like the biggest I think downside to this um, as compared to I don't know maybe something like uh, Super Mario Strikers where there's like a lot more diversity with with the characters just by virtue of them being much more cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is just a little too homogenous yeah. um, as far as gameplay. Yeah, the um, it's funny you bring up uh, Super Mario Strikers because like that, that is the, the one game that I look to as like a direct comparison to this. It's like, okay, there's another mm-hmm. like arcade soccer game um, that you can play. And Mario Strikers just does everything uh, Sega Soccer Slam does better. You know, like yeah. their special kicks are were cooler like the there was like a meter like build in in that game too and it's just those shots are better like the killer shot um and what was the other one it was like a spotlight shot like the the specialty shots i they, never landed one of those like no because they don't they don't go in go. the goal okay okay let me just okay so you like there's this like a giant conspicuous spotlight that shines on the pitch and you go into it and you shoot and when you do that, you get into, like, a slow motion phase, but the enemy can just, like, hit you during that time. And yeah. it's, like, it's like this five-second slow motion phase where there's just, like, such a window that nine out of ten times you're getting hit out of it. And then when you do launch it, the goalie stops it. Like, I must have tried, like, 20 times to make one of these shots. I think I got two of them off, and both of them were stopped by the goalie. Yeah. It's horseshit. Yeah. It's not even. It's not even like an upgrade. It's not even like a thing that you try to do. It's basically like you try to use it as a distraction. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I completely agree. Like I, I remember when I was playing this game a lot as a kid. I figured that out right away. Like spotlight shots and killer shots are not worth the meter that you spend to do them. Uh, where, mm-hmm. Actually, I think spotlight shots are free. But anyways, um, so the thing that I always did instead was just use my points to go into like the super mode. So like every. Right. Every team uh, has like a, almost like a Super Saiyan mode, where like you turn, you change into the element that your team embodies. So uh, in Tsunami's uh, instance, the team I played, uh, they would turn into like a giant water thing, and then you're just faster, you shoot harder, um, you're just it's an all-around buff. And I would always just save my points and just do that instead, because yeah, right. it's way too easy for the enemy team to just punch you when you're in the startup. <laughs> Uh, of the killer shot or a spotlight shot, it, it, mm-hmm. it's it was never it's never that good. But where I feel like in strikers, those skills and abilities actually meant something. And Absolutely. The other thing about uh, this game is that the pitch is so much shrunken down. Like it's it's almost like you're playing arena soccer. Like that's probably a better characterization of this than like a full soccer game right. because it's so much smaller. Of a, of and a there's field. like an invisible wall at the out of bounds, so like you can't go out of bounds. 
walls or anything oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you, I don't know if you can bounce it off walls, but you, can, like, you can't go out of bounds on the sides. Like, anywhere. You can't mm, go anywhere. Right. So it's almost like it's closer to hockey, kind of, you know, than it right. is uh, te- or soccer, um, which is not great. <laughs> if you're trying to play a soccer game and you're playing hockey instead it's kind of weird mm-hmm. um, but um, I, I don't know like I feel like this game like the version that you played is a way better version of that game because you can kind of mix and match players and you can do more with it like me going mm-hmm. back to this game, like I, I, I dug out my old memory card and like I had my yeah. full, my full, pl- uh, my full, uh, full memory thing, and I, I played through again with which team was it? I played through with Nuke. Oh yeah, that's the American team, and yep. I, <laughs> and it was just like these guys are fucking terrible. But um, when you when you play through the quest mode, you can buy items that give you stat boosts like i mentioned before but they're like permanent so like uh elf uh the the luchador on el fuego um he can get horns on his head that look, <laughs> that look pretty great um there's like a boomer on tsunami gets a hat that's like a crocodile or an alligator like head that goes on his like on the top of his head like it looks <laughs> It's fucking hilarious, and they stay on all the time. So what, like once you unlock it, it's like a yeah. bound or whatever. So like I don't know. I like that little touch. I like it in any game where when you unlock an item or you equip an item, it actually shows up different on your character model. You know, right? Like, that always bothers me in like old school RPGs where you're yeah. gonna change armor, but then the character uh, like sprite stays the same. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? What, what am I even doing? I'm just like changing numbers. Like I'm not doing anything. Right. Like you need yeah. you, you need that physical representation uh, to really make it make it feel like it was worth doing, even if it, it might have not been. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like, what did you, what did you think of like the gameplay? We've, we've kind of talked around it a bit, but we haven't talked about like actually playing soccer in this game. I I thought it, I thought it was smooth. Like, I mean, like it's, like I said, it plays more like a hockey game than it does a soccer game. Um, but you know, the ability to just do a normal pass or like a volley pass, like the, um, spin move you can do the punches and the, and the slide tackles, like. I think it gives you a nice array of like button presses to do on defense and offense to make it feel more than just like a rock paper scissors type thing. Like there's a little bit more strategy going on there. Um, you know, setting up one timers is, is is pretty fun. The fact that um, if you are struggling to score a goal, every time you shoot at the goalie, it knocks off a piece of his like armor. So by like the third or fourth shot it's going to be easier to score goals on him. So, like, it assures the score is – like, the score is usually going to be pretty high scoring. But if you're playing back and forth against somebody, um, you never get too many goals out in front of them. Or at least, like, when I was playing, uh, that never happened. Like, we wouldn't uh, – uh, I wouldn't, like, beat somebody by 10 goals. Like, it was it was always a little bit – bit of a nail-biter, which I enjoy. Like, I like that aspect of it. Until you just said that, I had no idea that the goalie's armor would fall off. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus. Blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, your game had a challenge mode and mine didn't, which there really blows me away. Yeah. <laughs> so Guess I it all a, evens out in the end. <laughs> I have this feeling that you did not love this game. I just, I just have a sense. I... I liked it. But, like, yeah, I wasn't in love with it. Um... And I, and I, I think, think its age has definitely shown a bit. Uh -huh. um, like, the characters are kind of stylized, but it, like also kind of realistic, so some of them look really bad. Um, like, yeah. Rico, who's basically, like, you know, the handsome Brazilian soccer player, has, like, these weird, like, neck muscles that kind of, like, clip in and out of his neck and stuff like that. Just, like, small details that don't look great. Um, so it's aged for sure the gameplay can get kind of monotonous, but it's still smooth and enjoyable. Like, just kind of by nature that it is a competently made uh, sports arcade game that just gives it, like, a good, smooth um, action to it. Um, so, like, I... I mean, there are, like, you know, frustrations with playing a sports game. So it's kind of like it's going to happen. Like, oh, shit, like, the goalie AI messed up a little bit, so now the team up, the enemies, like, one up against me. Uh, so it, it's frustrating, but never, like, unfairly so. So I think it's, like, well-balanced. It's fun to play against a friend and fun enough to play against a computer. Mm -hmm. So I like it. I just, yeah. like, like, if I want a better, like, soccer game, I'll play Super Mario Strikers. If I want just, like, a more, like, engaging experience with a sports... <clears throat> a sports arcade game, I'd play something like NBA Jam, which is one that I actually played, or uh, NBA Street, is that it? Which is one I uh, actually did play a lot uh, when it came out. But yeah, there's just better alternatives, but it wasn't really bad game. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like, this, like, Mario Strikers is definitely better, but this game... This game is better than, like, some of the other arcade soccer games. Like, I remember vividly on the S, uh, SNES uh, Mega Man Soccer, which I love. <laughs> I, I love Mega Man. And the fact that they made oh a... God. The fact that they made a sports game out of it, I was like, this is great. Awesome. <laughs> that, game, that game fucking sucks. Game's not good. So this game is better than Mega Man Soccer for sure, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I have, like, a like a faint memory. Like, this was kind of, like, I think NBA Street kind of, like, revitalized the sports arcade genre for a little bit. And there was, like, I remember, like, a lot of kind of um, knockoffs of that. And I believe there was, like, a FIFA Street game that yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. even worse than... Like, it was, like, I guess if we're going to, like, tier them, like, Super Mario Strikers would be number one. Then Sega, Sega Soccer Slam. So many S's. And then <laughs> the bottom would be FIFA Street. So, like... There was a worse soccer arcade sports game that came out mm -hmm. around this time. So it's like it's definitely like it plays better. Like it's doing stuff right for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like but it's this game also reminded me a little bit of like the niche where Windjammers sits at. Like <laughs> so Windjammers just got it. Like I got a re-release last year. It's getting a sequel this uh, either this year or next year. Uh, which is kind of crazy, but like Windjammers is, I, I've talked to, I've maybe talked about it on this podcast before, but like Windjammers is actually a super fun game. It's kind of like, um, it's like extreme Pong, but it's but it's with Frisbees instead. I don't know. It, it's weird. But like <laughs> that, that game has like a lot of hidden depth to it that uh, 
certain cult followings have like risen up around it. Like there's a tournament scene for Windjammers, which is awesome. Um, this game just is right below that, where it's like if there was just one extra mechanic, like if the killer shots and spotlight shots were done in such a way where they're a little bit more of a compelling option of how to use your meter, I could see this game being something that people still play. They, I, I feel like there's something to this game that that could take it over the edge, but there's just one or two things that's just not quite uh, sticking This game for just me, needed you know? like a little bit more time in the oven, is what it feels like. Yeah. It just needed a little bit more like balancing, just like kind of polishing up on the graphics, maybe like adding like another game mode or something like a bit more diverse than just play soccer in a variety of different ways or like with different teams well, like well there, it just needed a bit the, more time there was the mini games that i saw in um in your version that i never had either it's like a hot potato and, and something else right i didn't i didn't play any of those but i mean like i know they existed but like yeah, i never played any of them and that kind of like shows that they're sort of like just token things thrown in there yeah. is that there was like no desire to um, sure, touch sure. those but like maybe they were good i just didn't give them the shot by the time of this recording and man I probably you're won't. <laughs> god you're such a jerk jake you're not even playing these uh, games. Uh, I, i'm a fake fake news uh games journalist <laughs> nah, i wouldn't even <laughs> i wish i was a games journalist uh is that what we're doing <laughs> is that what this is <laughs> no uh uh, so, what's your rating, Jake? Like, if it, yeah, in on your completely insane mm-hmm. rating scale, what what are we talking about here? Um, I think we've kind of gotten like into the negatives quite a bit, just because they're easier to talk about. But this game does have good positives. It just has very solid gameplay. It holds up reasonably well for being a game that's fifteen plus years now. It's fun to play with friends. So. I, I pretty pretty much enjoy it. I'll give it uh, three uh, lazy stereotypes out of five. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad we played this game. I'm glad that we were able to kind of dig into the faults of this game because I, can put, I, I think you are 100% correct. It's really easy to talk about uh, the negatives of this game and it gloss over the fact that it's actually very, very fun to play. Like you said, I, I think this game is very fun to play with people, to play with somebody sitting next to you. Um, it, it, it's a very fun competitive game to play with somebody else, uh, like in a lighthearted manner. Um, and I think it's a testament to, to solid gameplay, but I, I definitely give this game like 42 goals! Oh! I don't, I don't, soccer sucks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have an ending for that joke. but Nailed it. I love the commitment, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, one thing we forgot to talk about, though, that gives uh, it an extra point in my book is the announcer is delightful. He, he is like, he, pretty... He's pretty very, fun. <laughs> like very quippy and like he's got a great accent. Like the the game leans harder into like the European uh, culture around soccer as opposed to like the American culture around it. Like people are chanting in the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the announcers kind of chippy. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. 
Yeah. Um, so that so that's Sega Soccer Slam, uh, boys and girls. Jake, uh, what what garbage game are you gonna make me play next? Well, you know, uh, Sega Soccer Slam. It's pretty. Uh, there's a lot of adrenaline in this game. A lot of quick movements. A lot of g- thrill of victory and uh, the anguish of defeat. So let's let's calm it down a little bit for the next game. Let's let's get our thinking caps out of the drawer and pop those on while we play a little bit of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my god, no, this is gonna suck. <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon, okay. What, do you have, like, just the first one? Just like the first specific- one, yeah. First one's available on Steam for the cheap. Um, I actually have the CD of it still. Um, yes. Not to brag, but that's one of the fa- like, few PC games I still have from that era. Okay. But okay, yeah, next time uh, I think it'll be a this will definitely be an interesting one to look at a little bit uh, outside the norm of anything we've played thus far. But uh, yeah. yeah, let's yeah, see de- how it goes. Definitely. And a genre that is I wouldn't say it's quite dead, but like they're not like they they don't make they don't make I games think like this. The that simulator much genre has had a bit of a resurgence lately. Uh, not that Ooh. I really play it much outside of this game. Um, but we can definitely, we'll definitely get into that on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game. <laughs> Perfect. We are musical geniuses.